So we're going to bring in Matt Pottinger, great friend, former Deputy National Security Advisor. First of all, Matt Pottinger, how are you, buddy? Hey, it's great to talk to you, Larry. How are you? Good. So, Matt, we we won one here. You, me, O'Brien, they did decide, finally, the Bidens, to keep China out of the thrift savings plan, the federal retirement plan. They finally (laughs) did that. It looked like they were going to allow 5,000 new mutual funds to finance China's military. But it turns out that we won this one. Were you surprised? Uh, Brian and I were going back and forth. Um, (laughs) Were you surprised that they made the right call here? Look, I I mean, uh, that letter that you and O'Brien sent, uh, you know, basically asking why our servicemen and women who might end up in a war with China – are, are having their savings sent by the U.S. government to uh, Chinese, uh, you know, military uh, industrial complex companies. So, I, I mean, you, you guys had a massive impact. You were able to put a hold on that, and um, uh, and you know, now it's it's uh, it's important that that any uh, anyone who's investing in the thrift savings plan, the big federal pension program, should have very very clear. Uh, knowledge and transparency to understand whether they're investing in China at all, mm. uh, much less in, uh, in in the Chinese military industrial complex. Well, for the for the moment, I think we we won that one. But Matt, here's yeah. what I really want to get to: there is a debate inside the Biden administration about removing the Trump tariffs on China. There's about three hundred and fifty, yeah. three hundred and sixty billion dollars of the Trump tariffs, which I think you would agree with me, brought China to the negotiating table and helped get us to phase one. But I always looked at the tariffs, and I'm a free trader, except when it comes to China. And what do you think, what do you know about this debate inside the administration? And do you think, honestly, they're going to give China this benefit of removing the Trump tariffs? Well, we, what we know about the debate is that the uh, Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, is in favor of removing uh, at least uh, a sizable portion of those tariffs and that the president doesn't seem to have made a decision about that yet. You know, if they roll back these tariffs, it would be not only a political mistake uh, for President Biden, but it would be a strategic one at the same time. I mean, the arguments that people make for repealing the tariffs – uh, really, really don't hold up. They really don't hold up. One is that it's it would alleviate, um, uh, you know, inflationary pressure when the inflation came from this massive spending uh, package that, mm-hmm. that President Biden and the Democrats passed. It, it, the, the you know even people who are anti-tariff uh, recognize that it would have uh, almost no impact. Uh, on uh, on on you know easing inflation first of all second people uh, argue that it hasn't uh, helped deficit but in fact it has we know that uh, those items that were targeted with the tariffs remember at the beginning it was mainly items that China was making with stolen American intellectual property that were mm-hmm. that were targeted uh, there there was a significant uh, drop off in imports of those goods uh, from China and that's that's also had the strategic benefit of sending a lot of our trade and and our investment uh, to other markets some of it back home into the United States some of it to more friendly uh, uh, partner nations uh, in Asia and closer to home so it's it's actually had a strategic benefit 
uh, effect. And like you said, I'm I'm also in favor of free trade, just not with, you know, uh, with uh, non-free trade uh, economies. And um, and and you know, China's been benefiting from massive subsidies and the theft of our intellectual property. Why would we reward them with uh, equal access to our market that we give to countries that are friendly and actually have the rule of law? You know, Matt, it's just. Um... If I think of it in terms of national security, China would love to have tariffs removed, but why would we want to reward China for their bad behavior? Uh, and of course, you know the, the the oppression of the Uyghurs continues, but you know they destroyed Hong Kong's democracy. But also, Matt, you know they're playing footsie; they're in bed with Putin in the Ukraine war. I'm just thinking. Yeah. It, you know, you meant strategically, wouldn't that be a bad signal to give, you know, some benefits and rewards to China right now? Really? Is that yeah. what we want? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it would be strategically incoherent. And, and yeah. to, to give give President Biden um, his, his due, it, to up to now, he hasn't really rolled back. Um, most of the things that we did in the Trump administration. Uh, the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, just a little over a week ago, gave a pretty good speech about China where he talked about, you know, basically, in my view, what he described as a, is a Cold War without using the term Cold War. And in fact, mm-hmm. he said, we don't want to be in a Cold War. But if you really, if you really look at the language, um, it, it, you know, you, you get, the subtext of it is almost uh, – uh, one of uh, of a containment type policy, like we had to uh, apply against the Soviets, and frankly, China has declared a cold war against us. Xi Jinping, in his first you know major address, which was kept secret for six years, he gave a speech to the Central Committee of the Communist Party in, on January fifth, twenty thirteen, and he said, "We're going to wipe out capitalism. We're, mm. we're, we are we will inevitably uh, uh, spread uh, our." brand of autocratic socialism worldwide and capitalism will perish from the earth so if they declared a war a cold war mm-hmm. on us mm-hmm. we might as well you know we, 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 we might as well return the favor yes yes i again I, I i'm still a free trader but not with them and they're our adversary as you point out they do they want to crush us um, well that's that, how they describe us that's how they describe us so mm-hmm. um and, and and they claim that we're already containing them. I don't think we are. But if, if we're already getting credit for it, why don't we actually <laughs> yes. Know, uh, yes. do, do the job? We're talking to Matt Pottinger, former deputy national security advisor uh, during the Trump years. Matt, let me switch gears. Uh, Biden is uh, canceling his trip to Saudi Arabia. And um, there was speculation if he went that he would bring the Saudis into the Abraham Accords. But then again, at the same time, I think we're still negotiating for a, Iranian, a new Iranian nuclear treaty, which strikes me as a bad idea. I mean, it's kind of like Iran versus Israel or Iran versus the Abraham Accords. But canceling this trip, what does that mean? What do you think that means? Yeah, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, I give the president credit where it's due, and and you know his his China policy 
is more similar to President Trump's China policy than it is to President Obama's. So I give them credit for that, even though there's a lot more they need to do to, to show they've got an appetite for risk. On the Middle East, it's unfortunately a very different story. Hmm. Uh, the Biden administration's Middle East policy is incoherent. Uh, it's It's been self-defeating um, uh, in many respects. We had um, managed, you know, President Trump had managed the, the Abraham Accords, which were an absolutely uh, uh, in, incredible achievement, right? We've got we made peace between uh, Israel and, and three Sunni Arab states. Um, that was only possible not only because of the personal diplomacy and time that, that the president and the administration put in uh, during during uh, our time in office, but also because uh, he was able to provide. Um, a, a sense of security that the United States was not going to enable uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran and its ayatollahs and its terrorist uh, 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 proxies and, and um, uh, you know, its Quds force and so forth, that we weren't going to enable. In fact, we were going to rob those, uh, those institutions of, of access to cash. And, and we really um, uh, put our, our – uh, a stranglehold on the Iranian economy and made mm-hmm. it much tougher for them to wage these these wars around the region. That last was minute. The, yeah, that was the, that was the context that made those peace agreements possible. The Biden administration came in and began uh, negotiating immediately, trying to negotiate a, a deal uh, with the Iranians. Uh, even though we know that they don't negotiate in good faith, we know that the deal that they cut with the Obama administration was undercut by uh, secret activities that were very well laid out by the Israelis through uh, Israeli intelligence and, and the presentation that uh, then Prime, Prime Minister Netanyahu made. So, so it, it is it is a, a, an incoherent thing to to go negotiate with. Uh, a regime that does not negotiate good faith. Yes. <clears throat> it's the worst part of their foreign policy right now. Matt Pottinger, I wish we had more time. We never have enough. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.